welcome to the monthly Skill Bites show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have with us Kim Manson-Williams. She is the founder of Kim Manson Graphic Design and is the author of Illogical Success. Kim works primarily with professional speakers, creating visually impacting one-sheets and other marketing collateral that jump off the monitors and desks of event planners. Kim will discuss the importance of speaker one-sheets as the key marketing collateral for anyone seeking speaking engagements. Kim, welcome. It's so good to have you on the show. Well, thank you very much, Judy. It's good to be here. Well, could you start us off and just give us an explanation? What is a one sheet? Why is it so important? Well, basically, a one sheet is simply that. It's one piece of paper that can be transferred either electronically or through snail mail or dropped off at the back of the room. And it's a flyer. It's a sales piece for the speaker. It combines everything that any event planner would need to know in advance to booking that speaker for their event. So what's the difference between that and just somebody having um, media information on their website or something? Well, one thing with the one sheet is a lot of time there'll be events coming up. And people will put out there, if you want to speak at this event, send us your one sheet. You send them an email, and it's got a link to your website and everything else. They really don't have time to be digging through your website, reading through bulk amounts of material. They want it quick. They want it fast. They want a document in front of them that simplifies everything uh-huh. to the point that it's going to intrigue them to go to your website and learn more. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Basically, it's just like an oversized business card with not too much information, and it puts on their monitors what they need to know right there and right then instead of following a bunch of links through a website. So basically everything in one place and one sheet long. Exactly. So what are some of the things that you should include in your one sheet? Well, uh, one sheet should have a good profile image. And one thing with your profile image, and a lot of speakers that are out there right now, is make sure that your profile image is current and up to date. If you went and got professional headshots done 10 years ago and you're putting those on your one sheet, and then the people are going to meet you face-to-face, they're going to see a bit of a difference. So an up-to-date, recent, good quality headshot, a brief biography, which basically touches base on what you speak about, what your experience has been, what your credentials might be, three to four topics that you speak on that are very short, very to the point, but just enough meat to make people want to learn more. Some testimonials are also very important. You don't have to have a whole lot of them. Even three really good testimonials that speak about your speaking will be enough to make the event planner go, oh, okay, well... We see she has her experience. We see the keynotes. We've gotten to know a little bit about her. We have a good idea what she looks like. 
And also, contact links are very important. So you need your website, your phone number, sometimes even your fax number, your email. So basic contact information. Okay. Doesn't sound like it's all that difficult to put together. It, Why? Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's not really that difficult getting the content that's needed on there. It's just that it's done properly. So what what is it that makes it one one sheet more impressive than another? Visual, the visual impression that someone gets. Um, when one sheets first came onto the, you know, became part of a speaker's collateral, they were basically word documents. They were signed up like letters. And there are still some that are out there. You know, they got a little tiny profile picture, but text, 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 and way too much text just overburdens the event planner. They need it quick and they need it fast. Um, and graphically compelling makes them want to learn more about you. So if there's color and there's vibrancy, there's energy, the graphics, the images, the words are short and to the point, that's going to make the one sheet the event planner want to know more about the speaker when they're viewing their one sheet. So being original in the design is extremely important. Okay. Is there any particular format that the one sheet should take? I mean, do you put things in a particular order or does it matter? Traditionally, the way I like to just start off with the one sheet is we have the hook line, like what that's that one line that's going to make that speaker stand out about what they do, and then going into a brief paragraph of how they present. Um, it could be four or five lines saying how they energize the audience, how they transform the thinking of the audience. And then immediately after that, going into the topics, your four or five keynotes that you want on there, three, whatever the number might be, never, ever more than five. Um, then that usually consists on the first page. And then if we have a partial client list of people that you've spoken to before, it's also good to have on the first page. And then I always like to do double-sided one sheets because you have a piece of paper with good real estate, use both sides. And then on the second page, and we're going to get a little bit more casual, we're going to do a brief biography, we're going to throw in some testimonials and the contact information with the sales plug, the book now, book today. So basically that's the standard format that I follow. What about pricing? Do you include that? Somebody's uh, speaking rate? No, 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 no. Pricing should be something that the client keeps to themselves. First thing you want to do is you want to get your one sheet out there. You want to get those people to contact you. Now, the only problem with pricing out on your one sheet is if an event planner gets your one sheet and they say, you know what, this person would be really good to speak for this agency or I'm going to pass this on to somebody that I know, that pricing grid might change for the speaker depending on who they're speaking for. Hmm. And it's just not, it's, it's like, that's the one thing I can't really pinpoint why it's so important not to put pricing on there. But I always advise people not to do it. And when I first started out doing the one sheets, even the NSA professionals that I was were working for said, you know, pricing never. 
that's something that if after they viewed your one sheet, they want to know more about your pricing, you're going to have a separate individual pricing sheet that you can send out. That breaks down what your workshop fees are, your breakout fees, your keynote fees. But it shouldn't be part of the initial one sheet. Okay, what are some of the other things that we should know about or mistakes to avoid? Mistakes to avoid on your one sheet? Text, text, text. Um, especially in today's quick, fast world, everything's a click away. They want the information and they want it now. So when you listing your keynotes, three, four very powerful description sentences. We don't want a paragraph. We don't want two paragraphs. We don't want a whole entire page describing your keynotes and then the bullet points the bullet points to uh, how your audience will react to this speech and then who this audience is the best set audience for this keynote. I've seen one sheets where it would take an entire page just to cover everything about that speaking topic. And by the time people are halfway through it, they're already on to the next one. They text can be so burdensome, burdensome, is that a proper word, on a one sheet, especially in the biography area. Keep it brief, three paragraphs, who you are, why you do what you do, what your experience is. People do not need to know that you live um, on a beach in California with your dog and your two children. And that's very common in some of the older one sheets. People don't need to know that personal stuff. They don't want to know it, not the event planners. Maybe fans following you on your website might want to know it, but event planners just want to, what can you do? Show me what you can do. So the less text is better. That's one of the biggest mistakes on a one sheet is too much text. Okay. Any any other mistakes that you've Old seen? Pictures? That, uh, <laughs> Old pictures? Old are pictures are a big one. Right? Yeah, like I have um, a very well-known speaker that I work with, and she... She was always very uh, up on up-to-date pictures and, and, and informing clients she had who she was teaching how to speak. And we had done multiple book covers for her, her one sheet, her marketing material. And it was hilarious because about three years ago, she realized, you know, practice what you preach. She's like, Kim, my profile picture, I didn't realize it's 30 years old. Oh my so heavens. she was. She had this, you know, picture of her in her 30s, and here she is in her 60s. Well, things have changed, so we had to completely redo all of her materials and update them with the current picture. And also, when you're speaking, if you wear eyeglasses, but your photographer says, "Why don't you take those glasses off for this picture?" No, be who you are in your profile, like in the picture that you're going to be putting in your one sheet. Don't be deceptive. Don't put in the 30-year-old picture. Don't put in a picture of when you were 40 pounds later. Don't take off your glasses. If your hair was really long and black, but now you're wearing it spiky, short, and red, be current. So too much text, current uh, profile picture, very important. Any others? Well, going on to things like social media links. Um, those are extremely important now to have because what's okay. going to happen is social media is expanding so much it's actually bringing people business without them having to advertise. So once you set out as a speaker and you're going to be making that your career, 
you should be establishing your website and your social media. And the links to your social media are very important because someone might not want to book you right there and then for that event that you've submitted your one sheet for, but they might start following you on your social media, might start liking some of the things that you're posting, some of the blogs that you're relating to. So connecting to people through social media is very important, and having those links on your one sheet is also extremely important. So if you're going to do a lot of speaking, you need to be real active on social media as well as including the links on your one sheet. Yes, include the links, and you don't have to be very active, like to the point that you're on there every day, but you should have a social media presence because social media is it's, it's just tremendous what it's doing for today's speaker and for today's business world. Any small business can walk on, open a, a social media page for free, and end up making a ton of money without ever having to advertise for themselves. So as long as you're active on social media, you don't be compulsive, but you know, touch base on your speaking topics. If you if you do a little speaking, even if you're an author and you're and you're thinking about going out and doing some speaking and you're doing a reading of one of your books and someone's taken a video clip of that. And then you can put that on your social media. Well, when someone's looking over your one sheet, they're going to be able to go to your social media and say, hey, look, they're talking about their book right there. I like how they're presenting themselves. So that's extremely important. Is there any particular social media platform that is better for, um, for speaking? It's just the three main ones are Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Because LinkedIn is used by so many different people to research other people and what they're done to look into them. Um, Twitter, it's a more interactive. You go in, you make your, your little blurbs, your characters are short, obviously, when you have so much typing that you can do. But that's a great way to get followers and to make connections. There are tons of event planners on, uh, on Twitter. Tons. And same with Facebook. At least Facebook, you can be a little bit more longer. You can post pictures of speaking engagements. You can put in video clips. So those are the three main ones that anyone going into the speaking career should focus on. Okay. What makes one person's one sheet stand out more or makes it a, um, a better uh, sales collateral? Again, you're coming down to visuals. Um, when I design a speaker's one sheet, I want it to look like a magazine ad or the cover of a magazine. You know, it's colorful, it's powerful. I can clearly see the speaker, and it's jumping out at me. Whereas someone that just put something together in Word with a couple of tables and maybe a couple of pictures, I'm going to get bored by it. I want to be able to feel the energy on a one sheet. So if I'm looking at a one sheet and this person is speaking about oh, 101 healthy ways to live, I want to see colors that represent healthy ways to live. I want to feel the energy coming through that page and hitting me so that I'm compelled to read it. Okay. And how do you how do you balance the images and the text. I know you, you said don't use too much text, but if you've got to put a lot of information on just one sheet, 
how much space do you use for images and how much do you use for text? Well, images can also be colors, can be graphics, and can be lines. So when you're doing your one sheet, the only images that should be on there are of you. Okay. And so I usually like to do two. I have a professional image on the front and a more casual image on the back. But the colors, the waves, that, like you can use color waves through your one sheet, uh, colored background, colored text should all have that same visual impact. So again, if we're talking about somebody who's talking about healthy lifestyles and we're using the colors green and blue, then we have the picture, but we have the top half in the blue with a wave or the bottom corner in green with a wave. And then maybe instead of bullet points, you know, little leaves instead of bullet points and colored text and bold text in some areas, the color is still coming through. So you're not just looking at black and white text you have the color coming through in the words also. Okay. What do you do when you're working with somebody to come up with the best design for them? What I do is all instinctual. What other designers do might be different because they might be a little bit more technical. Um, I like to get to know the speaker. I like to get their personality onto the page. We look at what they already have established. If they have a website that is successful, that they like, that they're going with, and it has certain colors, and it has a, a visual feel to it, then I will stay in line with that branding and bring that visual feel that matches their website onto their one sheet. I look at their social media, because a lot of times when working on a speaker one sheet, a speaker can speak about a million things, but not necessarily always speak about themselves. So there might be some key points that they're missing. So I'll look through their social media. I'll get to know them a little bit better. And I might see something that they wrote on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, that line is so powerful. And that might actually be the headline on top of their one sheet, even though they didn't see it. So I always investigate a little bit more, get to know the speaker, and make sure that any branding that's out there stays consistent in the one sheet. Okay. Now, I, I would imagine that there are a number of people like you who help speakers put together their one sheets. How do you determine who to go to? What are some of the questions that somebody should ask when they're looking for um, a graphic designer or someone to help them put together a one sheet? Some of the things that you should be inquiring about, first of all, if they have a portfolio where you can see other one sheets that they have created. For me in my business, originality is extremely important. So I have done over 200 one sheets and never once have I duplicated a layout or a design. So ask to see some examples. And if you're noticing that every fifth one sheet looks like the first one that you saw before, but just with a different coloring, that's something you might want to avoid because a lot of designers out there who don't specialize in the craft of one sheet will have pre-made templates. Um, so basically they change the color and slide in the information. Um, another thing you can ask for is the time factor. And this is a very important one because there are a lot of designers who do one sheets on the side, do not necessarily specialize in them. Um, who might say, okay, I can get to your one sheet, 
and they'll give you a time factor. Make sure that the time factor is is half decent. I've heard some people say up to two months, up to three months. And this is one other thing that I was going to touch base with a little bit later, but I might as well say it now, is that if you're out there and you're speaking, you're starting to speak, and you're putting requests out, like someone says, hey, there's this conference coming up. I think you'd be perfect for it. And you contact that conference and they say, okay, send us your one sheet by this date, which is only five days from now. Good luck finding a designer that can do it in five days. So you really need to ensure that that one, if you're going out speaking, that's got to be the first thing you have done is your speaker's one sheet and have it done way before you need to send it out. Because four or five times a month, I will get people saying, help. I need a one sheet, I need it on Thursday, and it's a Monday. Because every event planner wants that one sheet, so have it in your collateral. Um, and back to asking what designers, um, what from a designer what they need. You should ensure that you're getting um, not only original work, work that's not based off of a template. Make sure you know your time factor, what the designer's going to give you for a time factor. Know your rates up front. Um, a lot of people say, okay, well, we'll start at, let's pick a number here. We'll start at 200 and you can have two revisions. Well, in developing your one sheet, there's going to be a lot of little things. And sometimes you want to know how much each revision is going to cost so that by the time you're done, it doesn't turn out to be a $1,000 job. So if you can look for speakers or for designers who do flat rates, like this is it, you're not going to pay any more, and you'll get the one sheet you want, that's a really good thing. So check on revision time, how many revisions that you can get, and what your final costs are going to be. You should also find out what format you're going to get your final files in. Now, when I set up for a new speaker one sheet, they're going to get their lightweight PDF. And this is the most important one. Basically, it's low in weight, so it's under one megabyte, so it can be email transferred or downloaded very quickly. And it's going to have live links. So basically, it's like sending out a mini website. Someone's going to open your PDF, and they're going to be able to click on all your social media. They're going to be able to click on the email address, and everything's fully functioning. So you definitely want a designer who can provide you with a one-sheet, lightweight, with live links. And you're also going to want that same one sheet in a high-resolution print file. So it'll be much larger. It'll be 15 or 16 megabytes. And that's the one you're going to bring to the print shop and you're going to have professionally done. And that'll be your back-of-the-room piece or your mail-out piece and your source file. It is a very rare occasion you're going to find a designer who can provide you with the source file. And... For me personally, I do all of my work, in my, but then I bring them in to Word, and I've been able to manipulate the way Word works so that when I'm done, the speaker also gets a source file, a complete one sheet with all of its design in Word so that if at any point, say two months after their one sheet's done, they have an opportunity to speak at an event and they can submit their one sheet but two or three paragraphs need to change in the text, they have that source file. They can change that text. Then they can change it into a PDF and send it out. So source file is extremely important in 
any kind of graphic design work that you're getting. And there are designers who do not provide source files. That's also one other thing you should inquire about. Hmm. Okay. And uh, the PDF format, whether it's the lightweight or the high-res, that's what the event planners are looking for, it's uh, PDF? The event format. planners are looking for a lightweight PDF. The last okay. thing they want to do is download a one-sheet that's the print file at 13 megabytes, be sitting there waiting for it to download, and then none of the links are live. And there are quite a few speakers out there who have gotten their one-sheets done, and they've gotten their print files only, and they're emailing these out. And I've had women, a few women over the years who have, like, you know, if I get my one sheet rejected one more time, I'm going to freak out, help me out, what's wrong with it? And I say, send it to me, and it's like 15 megabytes. And then I'm like, okay, this is why it's getting rejected. Because you're clouding up the mailboxes, it's taking too out long to download from your site, and it's basically a useless piece of paper if I can't click on it. Because clicking on an email address is a lot better than sitting there trying to read the PDF and type out the email address. You want it to be convenient for the event planner. Now, you also mentioned about the time frame. What is the average time frame for getting a one-sheet done? I can't speak for any other designers in the world, but with me, um, usually I have a one-sheet done in three to four days. Well, that's not bad. It's just a weird way that I work. I mean, I c as long as I've connected with the person, then it's just a breeze. And I don't know if you know, what's the average cost for getting a one-sheet done? <coughs> I had some people actually do some market research for me at one time um, before actually it became such a, a raving business to do the one-sheets. Uh, a few years ago, people were paying six to $2,000 to get their one sheets properly designed. Um, I know there are quite a few sites out there right now where you can get them done for 150 200 but then you're getting a template. Um, there's some new and upcoming sites that those that are on social media will realize where you can start off by investing $5. Um, you get what you pay for. If a site is offering to do something for you for $25, you're going to get a $25 piece of work. I would say the average cost for a good quality one sheet is probably between $300 and $600. My rate personally is $400, um, but you, you get what you pay for. Okay. So it does take a fair amount of time to put one together. I mean, you haven't... Oh, have some definitely. time to talk to the person, to get to know them, and you're doing some research. Mm -hmm. and you've there is definitely time, time involved. Um, again, you're talking to somebody who works just a little bit differently. Sometimes, With the 200-plus speakers that I've done, I've probably only communicated on the phone with about 10% of my clientele. And this is business that continues. I've, I've been working with some speakers now for eight years. Um, 
just going beyond the one sheet to the book covers and to other marketing materials, banners. Um, for, so for me, the connection is either there, I'll know off the first email if, if we've connected. And it just goes off into a world of its own and it's created. And it, it is a matter of me sitting in front of my computer and not moving for like eight or nine hours, but I'm getting the feel for them. I'm researching them. I'm learning about them. I'm finding things about them that are great sales lines that they didn't know. So it is time-consuming, but it's it's worth it. I mean, when you're done, the final product is it's just it's overwhelming when you actually see them get out there and the pride they have in their one sheet, and it's it's worth it. Okay. Now you mentioned that you do other marketing collateral for speakers. What what are some of the other things that speakers need besides their one sheet? Well, the one sheet is the most important thing. Even if you do not have your website up and running and you want to be a speaker, please have your one sheet prepared first. I can't emphasize that enough because, again, like I mentioned earlier, those four or five panic phone calls that I get each month. Hi, I'm a speaker and I need my one sheet yesterday. You want to have that prepared before you're going out looking for speaking gigs because every event planner and every company is going to want a copy of your one sheet. So that is the most important marketing material. And then you can move on to business cards. And uh, other collateral, we do banners that stand outside the room, uh, brochures, more in-depth speaking books. So after you've got your speaking one sheet established and you've been speaking for a few years, then we might go into a more in-depth brochure that's four or five pages long that covers more of your speaking, more of your testimonials, um, book covers. Um, a lot of people who speak write, and so we do their book covers, and vice versa. I have a lot of authors who turn into speakers, so that kind of work is done there. Postcard mailers are a big one. Um, logos. And social media, social media headers, because every social media site page has a header space, uh, like Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And we really like to make sure that when people are going from the website and then they're clicking onto the one sheet, that there's a, there's a visual consistency there. And then if they click onto their social media, we want to ensure that that visual consistency is in the headers and the social media too. So we're not going from a website that's all done in teals and browns and natural colors to a one sheet that's done in red and black to social media that's done in orange and yellow. Like The consistency has to be there through all items. That makes sense. Otherwise, you're not, you don't have much of a brand. No. <laughs> a brand identity. No. And then an event planner who sees all those differences would be suspect. Yeah. Would it would be like, whoa, where is this person you. coming from? Right. Yeah. The, the, recently, I just started visual branding consultancy, too, and, and there's quite a lot of inconsistencies in people's visual branding that they just don't see because they're like, um, you know, they're out and they're doing something on Facebook and, oh, that looked really interesting. I'm going to change that to my cover, but they're 
they're forgetting because they're getting um, wrapped up in the social media that that cover might be totally disrepresentation of what they're speaking about, but yet that Facebook page is linked into their speaking career, so the visual branding is extremely important. Okay. Do you have any other thoughts that um, you would recommend for people to think about, to address as they're embarking on their speaking career? A lot of the authors that Skillbytes helps, for instance, they may do some small amount of speaking, but they're using their books to get them into more speaking and bigger speaking engagements. Right. Want to phrase the question one more time? I'm sorry. Sure. Do you have any advice to help them launch their, their speaking career? If you can write it, you can speak it. Um, and I do know a lot of authors that have transitioned into speaking. And to be able to create a book and to write a book and to be able to share that knowledge through pages and to be able to, to embark on bringing that onto the stage, authors are great storytellers and great storytellers make great speakers. And the opportunities there for them are amazing because their, their book is going to be their their launching point to get them onto this stage, but it's also going to open up a whole new world for them, and they'll sell more books, and they can write more books. And if anybody can sit down and pen a book, they could probably entertain an audience beyond what most people could. Um, so definitely... If you're going to be an author embarking onto a speaking career, get your marketing materials in line. Have your create your presentation, and how, how could what kind of audiences you're going to be wanting to speak with, and and tailor out everything, map it all out. You know that this keynote is going to be perfect for that university, or this breakout session is going to be perfect for this business because I've written about that type of business before, and get all your ducks in a row and get them into a one sheet, get them into a website and go for it. Okay. Now, do you have any packages that encompass what somebody launching a speaking career would need from the, the social media head, headers to the um, banners, the one sheet, etc. I don't have any set packages, um, but what usually happens if someone's coming to me in my graphic design business for a speaker one sheet, and all they have is a website, and they have social media, but they haven't done anything with it. So we always start with the speaker one sheet, which is, uh, like I said, my personal rate is 400. And once that is established and it, it has the look that they want, then we're going to look over all of their other aspects. And as I continue to work with that client, then I apply discounts to everything that follows. If someone just came to me for social media banners, they're $150 a piece. But if someone who I'm working with and I'm developing that working relationship with says, okay, we've done my one sheet, help me with my social media, 
I'm probably going to do all three of their social media headers for 150 as opposed to 150 each. And their business card I'll probably do for half price that I would normally charge. So there's no set packages. It really depends on the workflow that I've developed with the client. Um, my second business, which I just started, which is yourvisualbranding.com, does have three set packages um, for small business owners and solopreneurs and even authors. And basically a one sheet could fall into any one of those packages that are on there. So packages are set up on that site as far as the graphic, strictly graphic design business. It's just, it's worth worth it for the speaker. I have a lot of clients that, that that's why they stayed with me for eight years because they know I might charge somebody fresh $600 for a book cover, but if I've already done their one sheets and their social media headers and their business cards and we're going into year two or year three of working together and they need a book cover, at that point I've got so much created for that person already that the discounts will apply. Okay, so, and you said so, that that site is yourvisualbrand.com? Yourvisualbranding.com. Branding. Yeah. And basically that has some packages that, that uh, I think the first one is just a review of what you have and another consists of a logo, logo and social media headers and I believe it consists of a business card and something else. But when I've been selling those packages to speakers, they're like, well, can we do package number two, but can I get a one sheet instead of this, this, and that? So it can be done. Okay. If you could give one golden nugget of advice to somebody who is looking to get more speaking engagements, uh, what would that be? Be yourself. I can't emphasize that enough. If you, you have to be true to yourself, true to who you are, true to your mission, true to what you speak about, don't fall into the, well, this person's making tons of money by speaking about this topic, so I'm going to learn that topic even if I don't know that topic and be that person. Then you're just setting yourself up for failure. You know your topic. You live and breathe what you're speaking about. Be yourself. Not everybody's going to be the next Tony Robbins or go on forever naming names. But when you're true to yourself, that's when success is going to come through. So don't elaborate. Don't over-boost. Truly be who you are. Okay. You can't be anybody else very effectively anyway. No, you can't. But so many people do try. I've, I've Over the years... I've gotten to know a lot of speakers and there have been a small handful that have come to me and they say, I want to be the next so-and-so and this is what I'm going to speak about. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we've looked into what you're doing. Do you really know about that? And they're like, no, but I'm learning. But what do you know about? Well, I know about safety. I work in the workplace. I said, do you know how many companies need to hear about that? Be who you are. And speak about what you know. <laughs> exactly. Because then that's when you'll be doing it with passion. Great. Kim, how 
what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? With me, um, it would be through my website, which is sanjula.com. Can you spell it's that out? very easily. So it's S is in Sam, E is in Elephant, N is in Nick, J is in Jack, U is in Umbrella, L is in Lake, and A is in Apple. And Does that, that have a meaning? Pardon? Is there a meaning behind Sanjula? Sanjula, it's just a name. Years ago, when I, I used to do a lot of writing, um, a lot of artwork, and I wasn't really sure what what my career path was besides the professional waitress that I was, um, that I just kind of picked up and I would sign my artwork and stuff with it. So when I bought my first domain, I, I called it Sanjula.com, and a lot of my writings I had done, I had just signed them Sanjula. And it just stayed, and lots of people were like, well, why don't you do Kim Manson Graphic Design? I said, why? You don't need to... I do have that domain name. You can type it in. But there was no reason at that point to change it because just through the sheer volume of work I was doing and the connections that I was making with the speakers world and the small business world and, the, and other marketing agencies, it, it just all fell together. You can put in speaker one sheets to designs into Google and then number one or number two on the organic search. So no real how, meaning. How did you... Kind of, uh, did you get to move into one sheets from your art I, background? Um, well, I was, as I said, a waitress. I was very happy waitressing. I was, I think I waitressed up until I was 40, maybe 39, um, because I would write and I would draw. And then once the computer came on, I started learning Illustrator and Photoshop, and I would do my illustrations and my artwork on the computer because it was so much easier to do it on the computer. And my dad sent me a link to a logo contest. At that point, it was Sight Point, and now it's 99designs. It's a very famous uh, format for people to get logos and other items done. And he said, enter this contest. And I said, yeah, right, Dad. So I did a couple... And then I ended up winning a couple. And I went, okay, this is really cool. And then I had one in particular that I won. And it was for a lady named Rebecca Morgan. And it really had nothing to do with her speaking career. But I had won it. And I guess it was about two weeks later after working with Rebecca, I had come home from my shift working and opened up my email. And there was like, it was crazy. There was 36 or 50 emails from people. I need a logo for my speaking business. I need a one sheet. I need a book cover. I need... And I thought somebody was pulling my leg. I'm like, what is going on here? And I didn't even want to reply to them because it was just like a really bad joke almost. And after reading them, I saw a consistency in people referring to speaker net news and I knew that was Rebecca's company. And so I got on the phone and I called her and I said, woman, what have you done? And she started <laughs> laughing. And she says, oh, I forgot to tell you, I mentioned you in Speakers Net News that you were a great designer to work with. And I said, oh, really? I said, do you want to tell me what a speaker one sheet is now? <laughs> so, and then I think it was Jim Cathcart, who's actually pretty well known in the speaking world. He's an author of many books, Golden Gavel winner. Um, 
he had asked me for a one sheet. And, you know, I mean, I'm a casual waitress. I call everybody by their first name. And I'm like, so, Jim, you say you want a one sheet. And I don't know what it is because Rebecca won't know me. He actually walked me through creating his one sheet. And once I had his one sheet done and I said, okay, this is really cool. I like this. Jim and I continued to work together for years and other things. Then it just snowballed. If you go to my site, you go to my professional speaker's portfolio, I have a lot of headshots at the top. And the reason why I've done this is because when I was waitressing, my dream was to always open up my own restaurant. And then I would have pictures of famous people all over the walls that had come there to eat. So I said, I'm going to do that. I said, I might not be opening a restaurant, but I'm going to do that. So I started putting the headshots. And so for the first few months, there was like one row and then two rows. And I was getting some pretty big name speakers on there. And it was just snowballing. And I just kind of sat back and just kept doing everything. And I look at that page now and I'm like, dude, there's a lot of headshots on here. Um, And I've been thinking to myself, maybe I should take them down and just go straight to the work itself. But I've left them there. And that's how it happened. Really, it was, you know, like, Cinderella type thing. I ended up quitting my job about a week after I just said, I'm just going to take a chance. And I quit my job. And that was 10 years ago. Hmm. And now, and I have never advertised it. And it's, I went on Google one day and typed in speakers one sheets a few years ago. And I went, Oh my goodness. Look, (laughs) I said, Check this from another computer to make sure it's not just this one. So it was it was really cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great a story. Fun, fun, fun ride. It's all in the book. That I think I sent you a copy of the book. But it's all there. Very good. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise on one sheets with us. I certainly learned a lot more than I had expected. I mean, I know what a one sheet is, and I know how important it is, but the importance of the consistency between the elements of your one sheet and all of your other marketing materials, I had not really connected that. And the importance of having the one sheet jump out and be vibrant so that uh, event planners are going to give it a second glance. I hadn't really um, appreciated the importance of that either. So most definitely, most definitely, especially in in this day of social media, quick clicks and people being more attracted. Someone could put a a quote up on in plain text on Facebook and it might get overlooked, but someone puts a quote on an image and it's getting shared five, six, 7,000 times. So you really have to refocus the old school way of one sheets into the technical world that we're living in right now. Now you had started to give us your contact information. You gave us your website. Um, Yes. Is there an email or a phone number or anything that you want to share? Uh, My phone is probably best by text or call is area code 204. And would you believe I'm blanking out on my telephone number right now? <laughs> Pull out your Something phone. had to happen. Just a second, James. This is my son. What's my cell phone number? 
doesn't know either. That's okay. 204-802-2314. The glories of being a work-at-home mummy. Have your son to answer your questions. And my email is Kim Manson. And there is a B after the Kim, so it's K-I-M-B, Manson, at S-H-A-W dot C-A. S-H-A-W dot C-A. And you are in um, Central Time Zone? I am in CST. Very good. Well, thank you so much for being on the Skill Bite Show with us this month. Thank you very much for having me. I want our audience to save the date for our next show, which is Tuesday, November 17th, which will be from 1 to 2 Eastern Time. Our guest will be Mary Beth Kuzmeski. Mary Beth is the owner of Red Zone Marketing. She is an internationally recognized speaker and a best-selling author. And she is going to share her formula to enable anyone to describe what they do in a powerful way. Sort of like your 30-second elevator commercial, except that you're going to do it in a way that's going to intrigue your audience to want to know a lot more about you. So stay tuned for that. Save the date for November 17th to hear Mary Beth Kuzmeski. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.